In this week's episode, we talk about the five things your website should include. Plus, would you turn down a billion dollars for a YouTube channel and media properties? That's what Mr. Beast did. We will talk about that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, episode 125. My name is Tony Cow, and I'm joined by Moby Sadiq. How are you going today, Mobes? I'm good, Tony. Feeling really good. Excited for today's topics. Going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get into it. You did an all-nighter last night, Mobes. I did do an all-nighter last night. And now I have to give context because people are not going to know what I'm talking about. But I did a planning session with our US partners from 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm loaded up on caffeine. How much coffee? <laughs> and I'm ready to go. Man, I've lost count now. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um... But what do we got? What are we talking about? The first news buzz, I can't wait, man. This one I've been waiting to talk about. The first news buzz, Mr. B said he turned down $1 billion deal for his YouTube channel and associated companies. Now, what is this about? So, he was offered a billion dollars for his YouTube channel and he's got media properties. And now, he didn't disclose who it was, but I can guarantee you it was a business. Now, funnily enough, we were talking about this before. And you're like, man, I would do it. And I was like, I wouldn't do it because, you know, the thing is that big businesses are realizing that content actually is branding. That's the final frontier of differentiation, you know, like, and these guys aren't the only ones, right? You've got like uh, Penn Entertainment, uh, you've got, sorry, you've got Penn Entertainment, they're called Penn Entertainment. They bought Barstool Sports for $387 million. This is a gambling company. Mm. HubSpot bought The Hustle, which is a media site. It's a blogging site for business and productivity news, right? There's this huge groundswell happening right now that marketers need to pay attention to. Hmm. And I'll talk about how that applies to them. But they're big brands. They're buying media properties, blogging sites, YouTube channels, because they've realized that's the only way to differentiate themselves in a sea of sameness and nothingness and commodity-like products now. Hmm. So, it's like kind of... Is it like buying followers and stuff like that, maybe? Is that the strategy or what's going on there? No. So, the idea is obviously the best way to do it is something that's linked to what you're doing. So, when Barstool Sports bought, uh, sorry, when Penn Entertainment yeah. bought Barstool, Barstool Sports, it's a website about blogging, uh, sports, mm. memes, you know, that type of stuff. It's in their industry. Because like, look at it the other way. A gambling site's a gambling site is a gambling site. They're all commodities, mm. right? Like the odds are very much the same. The features are becoming muchness of a muchness. Everyone copies everyone. So the idea is, you know, they understand that that is branding now. Mm. That's influence now. Like they're going to spend more PPC dollars. They're going to do more SEO. Like what are they going to do? So, th there's a huge trend happening right now in 2022 that I've never seen before. Multiple businesses buying media properties. They're doing what Red Bull did 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And they're understanding that they need to be content engines mm. to really have mindshare. So, it's not necessarily about like throwing a banner ad there. Mm. It's about like associating that brand to them, you know, and then subtly. Now, what will be interesting, Tony, is like how they actually execute it because... HubSpot? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we spoke about this earlier, right? So if you guys look up the hustle, you can you can Google it, look it up. What HubSpot did is when you go to the hustle now, and the hustle's been around for a long time, 
they've got their like logo, their sprocket logo in the corner. And I reckon that looks tacky. Mm. Like we're a HubSpot partner agency and we love HubSpot. But like, dude, be a bit more uh, like imaginative. Be yeah. a bit more creative. Just threw your logo there. Should have just left it off. Should have just left it. Now, what I think, and again, I don't know, maybe they're already doing this, right? Use their own contributors, right? So they have the hustle, they have their writers, right? But use their own contributors and include their content part of that mix, so they might write about, you know, work from home tips or, you know, this business news, that business news, but then talk about like the difference between a bad CRM and a good CRM mm. or a case study, right? So inject it kind of naturally and organically. So it will be interesting to some brands are going to do it better than others. Some brands are going to stuff it up and just buy and, you know, acquire mm. a business and not figure out an organic way to implement their brand in the media company that they're buying. Mm. Like, if you need to look at it, just look at history. Red Bull did it the best, right? They did Red Bull, the motocross events. They did Red Bull flag, flag tag. They used it part of their branding, a part of the branding of the events, but they never talked about their drinks. They're not like giving away their drinks. They're not trying to sell their drinks. They're not running ads. They use it organically. Mm. So that's going to be the key for brands. Did Mr. B sell or not? No, he didn't sell, oh, okay. right? So you reckon he should have sold. You, you. So he reckons, right? I would he take a billion dollars from anyone, seriously. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Like, it's it's funny. I've, I've spoken to, like, my wife about this as well. Like, if I was a politician, hmm. I would just try to copy Joe Rogan's model, hmm. right? Like, that like that power, that's influence. Hmm. Like, influence is branding, right? If I was a politician, that's what I would do. I would have a podcast. And I would like have interviews with people and I would just try to capture mind share because even politics is a commodity, right? Green versus labor versus liberal. It's all the same shit now. Mm. Like everyone sounds the same. So even in politics, right? Let's do it like a quick hybrid. Can we fix it? That's what I would do. I'd create a media channel to have mind share, right? So I don't know how I got off this topic. This is this is like me and no sleep talking right now. But essentially, Good like stuff, spit it out, mate. <laughs> that's what brands have to do. That's how they need to separate themselves. Quick question: We're talking about brands, right? And you know, big corporations. I think you know, Mr. Beast, and we're talking about these four hundred, five hundred million dollar companies. But what does it mean for like small brands and the individual, like someone like me? You know. Yeah. Good question. So small brands and individuals, marketers especially, and businesses need to realize if they don't jump on this trend they will be left behind. Seriously, this is the next frontier. So let me break that down. For smaller businesses, we talk about this stuff day in, day out. They ask you answer. Three articles per week. Having a dedicated content manager that's creating content that's bottom of funnel isn't just sort of fluffy like three apps you should download to study better. You know, like if you're an uh, if you're a education company, it might be like, you know, what jobs you can get from with a certificate three of you know, aged care, mm. you know, that type of stuff, like bottom of funnel stuff. Because we've said this before and we've got episodes on They Ask You Answer and you guys can look at that and check out our website. But like bottom of funnel stuff that people are asking, three articles per week is what Google likes. It's also what I, as a content creator myself, I've realized when I'm creating more content, I get better at my content. It's a muscle. It's a habit. It's just like, you, you know, if you want to bench press 100 kilos, and you've never done that before, you're not going to do that by nine hours in the gym in one day. Mm. You're going to do it 20 minutes every day for the next God knows how long, right? So, so yeah, so going back to your question, brands need to do the fundamentals, creating content, three articles per week, using video like a habit, taking video in-house and eventually graduating to using, uh, to having an in-house videographer mm. as well and creating that content or use, you know, like our friends like AM Visuals to create high production stuff that they can't do. Hey, shout out there. So, so yeah, that's what they need to do. So, for smaller brands, any brand, 
that's what they need to do. Understand that content is the only freaking thing that will truly differentiate your brand from the muchness out there. Because there's too much noise now, Tony. Mm. There's there too is. much noise. Like it's not even about, everyone thinks they have a secret source, right? And we think we do because we do done for you marketing and done by you marketing where we actually make agencies redundant. We train businesses to be self-sufficient so they never need an agency again. It's pretty unique in APAC. No one else is doing it. But even still, we need a point of differentiation because there's too much noise to get our message across. Now, back to the second part of your question. As individuals, man, anyone who knows me for more than one month they know I sound like a broken record. I've been saying this for the last 10 years, becoming a communicator. Mm. I say that about myself. I say that to everyone who starts at Red Pandas, that the goal, especially if you want to be elite, right? If you want to be like a player, is become a communicator. That's why I did stand-up, not because I want to be a stand-up comedian, because I want to be a communicator. No, I'm not. I'm really not even that funny. Podcasting makes helps me on stage. On stage helps me in a boardroom becoming a communicator like this should give people pause for thought is one of the most valuable soft skills you could have for your career any industry very good point Ash. very good point um moving on to our second um news buzz and it's kind of related to the first one will youtube's new revenue split plan for shorts kill tiktok now, this is interesting. Yeah, I think we touched on this before, but some no new news came out. And I, we were talking about this earlier, Mr. Beast. I, mean, I love Mr. Beast, Mr. man. Beast. Such a nice he's guy. He's a beast. Like, how much effort does he put? Like, you were telling me, you know, he spent like millions of dollars to produce some content. Yeah. Like, this guy believes in, like, we believe in content, but not like Mr. Beast. Like, yeah. he believes in his content. He believes in making it better than anyone, right? Like, forget 10x, 100x, right? Million X. Love Mr. Beast. <laughs> anyway, he came out, he, he, they did a, he did an interview with the Nilk boys on their podcast and he was talking about that starting in January that YouTube shorts will be sharing revenue with creators and then he said TikTok is done for now we can talk about that for a moment but this is really really smart like YouTube shorts or YouTube Google you know same company they're looking at what TikTok's doing like shit we missed a trick here mm. we need to get these creators on and this is what we've been talking about. It's linked to the previous thing. Like they know they need the creators there because if the creators come there, then the people are going to come there. Mm. Now, if you feel like you missed TikTok and I don't think you have, but TikTok's not a baby anymore. TikTok's now a, uh, you know, a pre-teenager with self-esteem issues, right? <laughs> That's TikTok <laughs> now, right? But YouTube Shorts is still a baby. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing competitors now. I'm seeing people like me now trying to get onto TikTok and they're struggling to get 30, 40,000 followers like me. Right. They kind of, they can still do it. It's just going to take a little bit longer. But YouTube Shorts is still a baby. Do not sleep on YouTube Shorts. Like if you needed any more convincing, this is now happening. YouTube Shorts is getting the creators to come over and then, you know, the attention is going to follow. Hmm. Like we put, like, honestly, we don't give a shit about Instagram anymore. Like Instagram for us is like just like dumping ground of content. We create our content, we just dump it there, right? We don't even create for Instagram. We put the same thing up on, sh uh, you know, shorts, right? Like snippets of the podcast and it gets 2,000, 3,000 views. Sometimes it gets nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? And that in TikTok. So it's interesting because yeah. uh, YouTube shorts, um, YouTube, the algorithm, like if you produce good content and a lot of the content from TikTok is good, YouTube's going to give you that advantage and just pick you up. You're going to get views, eh? So it's like leveraging off. No, like, we don't have a lot of fans on YouTube. Like I think we're like 500. Like we were late to the game in that space. But I'm noticing like when we do shorts, we get YouTube fans. Mm. 
right? So we do shorts, they subscribe to us and now they're in our ecosystem for longer form content. So it works quite well. But I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think about his content? Do you think it's biased when he says, oh, like TikTok is done for? I think so. I mean, he's making most of his money from banking YouTube, right? from YouTube. Like, of course, he wants more people on YouTube, right? His whole life is based on YouTube. He put $4 million on an episode. That's like maybe his life savings. I don't know. He he really believes in it. Why would he advertise another channel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely bias there. Like, if you're getting paid millions upon millions on a monthly basis, and that's where most of your revenue, you have some bias there. Mm. But like TikTok, TikTok's not stupid, man. They're the ones who started this snackable content shit. They're the ones who started the scrolling of the content that way. You know what I mean? And they're not going away. <laughs> they're ask not me, going away. You ask think me in gonna, 10 years time, but right now I'm not. No way. They're going to lie down and die? No, <laughs> they're going to do something too. They're going to give money away as well. And I think, yeah, sure, they might lose some mind share, but TikTok is still supreme, man. Mm. The content creators are just going to go in multiple places. Their creator ecosystem, and I spoke about it in the last episode, if you're interested, 124, that they have a creator marketplace now. So you can go there, you can look for creators and you can send them offers through their platform, mm -hmm. safe and secure. You can put your brief there that I'm looking for, say, you know, mummy bloggers because I have, I sell kids, uh, I sell infant toys. This is my budget. This is my brief. And you can reach out to people and do it all there. Fantastic. You know, okay. like no one's, no one's thought about that before. I'm you know? actually not on TikTok only, only because it's so addictive. Well, you are on TikTok because on my TikTok, a lot of, you is on my TikTok. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but like my own like, you know, like um, account, it's just so addictive. Right? It's just so much interesting content. I, I just yeah. can't. It's dopamine on crack. Like yeah, it's, it's so yeah. good. So we, we need to take advantage of that and not be consumed by that, <laughs> yeah. not be the product. 100%. But anyway, let's move on. What else we got? Uh, our last one is, uh, is Rank Brain a ranking factor in Google search? So what is Rank Brain, right? It's yeah. an AI system on Google. So an example is, you know, when you're searching for something on Google, and all of a sudden, that topic is relatable and you keep seeing that again and again and you're searching, you know, like that's what rank brain is. So originally when Google first started, right, and you typed in, you know, like words, you know, search terms like um, raining cats and dogs, for example, Google would literally give you results about, you know, raining cats and dogs. Literally, it didn't know what the meaning was. It doesn't know the meaning. The analogy, the synonyms. So rank brain came and, you know, figured it out. What so basically imagine doing jujitsu and you type in rolling, but you get a gymnastic website, <laughs> right? Or the jujitsu guys, bowling. or yeah. temping bowl, yeah. yeah. So you know to be able to identify that, it's not just based on the website. What Rank Brain does is it helps um, people based on their previous search history. So um, basically, what this news is about is like um, a guy from uh, you know, Gary Isles from Google. He said Rank Brain is a PR sexy machine learning ranking component that uses historical search data to predict what a user might likely click on for a previous unseen query. So basically it's very important, but the only way to get good with rank brain in the AI is, you know, like you've been preaching about moves, good content, consistently good content, three articles a week, and that will help the, in the rank brain. Interesting stuff. It amazes me how simple it is. Mm. People are like, how do I optimize for snackable content? How do I optimize for vo voice search? How do I optimize for rank brain? Create the content first. Mm. Create the content first. Google's so smart, it'll figure it out. It'll take snippets out. You know, Alexa will take snippets out of your articles. Create the content first. So you know? true. And that's it for our news bars uh, section today. Episode one, two, five. We're going to move into the feature buzz section. 
five things your website should include. Yeah, so for this one, I think we'll be sharing uh, your screen, Tony. So if you want to see what we're... I think a lot of this you can just follow on and listen, but if you want to see the video version, check out redpandas.com.au forward slash EP125. Now, okay, cool. So these are the five things, and this is based on story brand principles, which we've spoken about before. But essentially, it's the five things that have been proven to help increase conversions that you need to have on your website. So I'll kick us off. The first one is having an offer above the fold. Now, to avoid confusion, because this semantics here, we're not talking about having like a download this guide or buy now, not that type of offer, or buy now, get, you know, buy one, get one free. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like a, uh, a call to action that solves a problem, right? So it solves a problem or adds value to your buyer. Right. So, for example, if we go to, I think we're on your screen. If you go to scroll down to the Red Pandas example there. Right. So, here on our website, it's got have all the answers to your organization's revenue generating problems. So, we know that the people who we target, they're trying to get leads. They're trying to get revenue. They're trying to make money at the end of the, of the day. So, we're like, look, have all the answers to your organization's revenue generating profits. And then it has a byline and it talks about what that means, HubSpot training for sales and marketing teams, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an example, right? Um, it's not a download an ebook or anything like that. Now, funnily enough, in this, in, so we'll link this to the, in the show notes as well, actually. We did an article on this. So the, the screen that you're looking at if you're watching the video version is the article that we did. Um, we have an IT example. So I just typed in IT company Sydney, right? And there's two examples that I wanted to point out. The first one, oh shit, I shouldn't have said it was an IT company. Damn, okay. Anyway, let's pretend I didn't say that, right? But the first one, the offer above the fold, and I'll read this out, is driven by results and customer satisfaction. Now, Tony, if I didn't say that it was an IT company, what the hell is that, man? What business is that driven by results and customer satisfaction? Can you tell me? <laughs> looking, looking at this banner, I think it's the Harbour Bridge, something to do with the Harbour the Bridge. Yeah, right? why, do, why do businesses do this? Like, why do Sydney businesses do this? They have like, you know, they could be in Norwest or Borkham Hills and they have a Sydney Harbour. And like, no, everyone knows you're not there, right? They've got the Harbour Bridge there and they've got something like that. That is the way not to do it, right? So anyway, so I typed IT company Sydney's that, that came up and then a result next to it. And I can't remember if it was above it or below it was this other company. Now, what does the other company say, Tony? Expert IT services for your Sydney business. It's broken down exactly. Now, it could be better. It could be sort of like uh, you're using more story brand principles, but we'll just keep it simple for now. If you did the tab test, I call it the tab test, right? Where someone's searching for you. They open a tab and then they open another tab and they open another tab. Who wins the tab test? The Harbour Bridge with something about customer service, which I've already forgotten, or expert IT services for your Sydney business. When I've typed in IT services Sydney, it's a no-brainer. Yep. Right. So that's what we mean. Right. Something that actually talks to and, and really quickly. And I will go off this because we have four others to talk about is if you look at our example, we position ourselves as the guide. Too many businesses make the mistake of we are awesome. We will help you with this. We are great. We are this. We are this. stop doing that shit. You're not the hero. Mm. You need to be the guide. Right. You are not Batman. You're Robin. You're not Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're Yoda. Mm. Right. And nothing's wrong with Yoda. Yoda's got a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom. A lot of people will pay Yoda. So that's why we're like, hey, persona, you will help you have all the answers. You're going to be the rock star. You're going to walk in. People are going to high five you in the hallways because you're the best marketing person in the whole wide world. We're going to make you look good. 
not that we are awesome, right? So that's, I'll leave it at that, but essentially position yourself as the guide, be very clear, very succinct in what you do. That is the offer. I'll kick it to you. What's the next one? Our second one is utilize two direct call to action buttons above the fold. So it's very interesting because sometimes, um, you know, companies and brands want multiple call to actions, you know, on the website and they're trying to you know, get as much as they can in the concern. But let's keep it simple. Let's just, let's just have two direct call to actions and where to position it is very important because I didn't know about this. And the article actually um, reminded me is naturally we look from a Z kind of pattern, don't we, Mose? We go from left to right, then down to the bottom left and then to the right again. So like, that's human um, behavior. So where would you put the um, the call to actions? Well, you put one on the right-hand side, like you can see on the Red Pandas uh, website, you know, get started. And then you put one on, you know, not, not on the left-hand uh, bottom side, but more in the center. So done for you. You can see it here. And you know, that's just proven you know, with heat maps and, you know, you know Oh, sorry. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, you can see the Z there on your screen. Yeah, follow the eye. Yeah. Yeah, follow the eye. And you can see like um, with heat maps, this is often the case with a lot of human behaviors. So, you know, it's not about having multiple, you know, like uh, call to actions everywhere down the fold. You want to keep, you know, you, know, you want to keep a lot above the fold and then you can have some at the bottom just to collect, you know, the follow-ups. But it's very important, you know, where you position your call to actions. Um. Also, I'll move on to the second one, image of success. And this is so important because like sometimes you go to the brand, a generic brand, and they're, they're using like, you know, photo stock, you know, shutter stock images. And they're trying to talk about a particular offer, service, product, and the product isn't relatable or relevant to the product. Or secondly, there isn't like a happy customer. <laughs> and like, you know, what we like to do, you know, it's a marketing tactic that's used across the industry is emotional content, right? And that, that doesn't just mean the copywriting, but also emotional means, response. Yeah, response, the, the images. And you can see from this image, it evokes happiness, you know, people are happy. And then for some reason, viewers will look at it and they'll relate to the website, to the product, to the brand. So it's so important that you pick your images carefully and it's evoking a particular emotional response. I love that. So you, you've just spoken about, obviously, the, we've spoken about the words, but the images should supplement that. I love that. I like to sort of say, if the image is not evoking a positive response and it's random, like the freaking Harbour Bridge on your website, mm. remove that shit. <laughs> if the image does not evoke a positive response, remove it. Yeah. And, you know, it's IT, you know, how do you do it? Well, you know, we made a few websites in this industry and, you know, we've used some happy customers and it's worked out well, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, moving on. So yeah, the next one is bite size. This is more for corporates, right? Bite size breakdown of revenue streams. So this particularly for those businesses because people say, oh, but Moby, I have a painting business and we also do carpets and we also do, I don't know, tiles. I mean, that's really home improvement. I'm trying to think of something different. We do traffic control, right? Mm. We do a lot. It's very hard for us to have an umbrella value proposition or story brand script, whatever you want to call it, like the offer. It's very hard for us to have a succinct one that covers all of them. That's okay. So take a page out of what a lot of corporates do. You have an umbrella term that doesn't conflict with anything. And then on that homepage, you might actually have, you scroll down, you have a business unit with a, a uh, like an offer there, right? Mm -hmm. If you scroll down a little bit more and then you have another business unit with the offer there. You click on that and then it's almost like a sub homepage. Now, funnily enough, I actually, for the podcast, I wanted to try to bring an example and I looked up Procter & Gamble, Nestle, 
they're all shit. They don't do a good job at it. Mm. Like they really don't. Like so, it's it's funny. I actually couldn't find really really good examples of this. But my advice would be having an umbrella term and then following that way, which would apply for more 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 of our sort of corporate clients. I think some of the e-com companies would try to do that as well, like Amazon stuff. Maybe we'll have now look another time. Yeah. Okay. Last one, Tony. Yeah. Um, use very few words. So you know it's very important. We talked about images, and I'm going to go back to like words. Let's keep your copy short, punchy, and to the point. You know, a lot of people like to skim through content and they're not reading it. You know, if you have like a waffle paragraph, no one's going to read it. So it's very important to keep it, you know, simple, short, and, you know, catchy. You know, that's one of the hard parts about copywriting. But, you know, that's what we want, especially in our content, you know, like marketing, our content, you know, copywriting um, process. But a few tips we can have is like, you know, replace paragraphs with images and videos, break it up. If you're a very good copywriter and you can keep flow going, don't put the image in. But for content, you know, purpose, um, you know, marketing purposes, yeah, break it up. It's not a problem. You can have like read more and uh, yeah, links just to break it up. You know, so you don't have to have the whole paragraph mm. in there. You know, there's a lot of tactics you can do. Um, you know, summarize sentences into bit, uh, bite-sized sound bites. So there's a lot you can do, but you gotta be strategic and your content has to be you know, engaging. And it's because people don't read; they scan. Right, they scan have have it scanability. So big headlines, images where you can have images, diagrams where you can replace big words, videos where you can replace big words as well, and, and the other tips here. Yeah, absolutely cool. All right, that's it. That's it, folks. So now let's move on to our featured, our favorite segment of the show. Can we fix it? Moby and Tony. All right. Oh, I love hearing Alex Winter's uh, voice in my headphones every time we do this. So we've got we're talking about hometown Australia. One of our clients who uh, is managed by uh, the very good Tasha Del Bianco at Red Pandas, and um, they do hometown living, retirement living. Let's check it out and let's sort of analyze what we got. So cool. Okay. So you got the website up there. Yep. First, first thoughts, Tony. I think. Um, when I'm looking at web, this website specifically, I don't really know what I'm looking at. Like, I don't know like what business it is. Is it Airbnb? Is it for a you know like a hotel? Is it for a holiday? Yeah. So that's the first thing. I feel I feel like I'm burning a lot of calories mentally. Yeah. Is it a clothing company for mm. older people? Is it a grain nomad caravan site? What is it? So and that's the thing. Like you know, if we're being we're not being facetious. Like you have to consider like small you know, uh, attention spans. You've got to consider like like we said, and I, I love we're talking about this now because it's linked to what we're talking about. What's the offer? What's the offer? Where is the Z pattern for call to action? So we can't see that right now. Um, so yeah, so definitely like having that offer there, having that value proposition, I think that definitely applies here as well. Um, no offer above the fold. And then okay, what else did you have? So I think you actually looked, we don't usually do this, but you actually looked into organic traffic as well to see how they were doing on that front. Yeah. There what seems, did you find? There seems to be a bit of a drop in traffic uh, volume for August. Um, you're looking on similar web. So it's interesting because I'm thinking, is that relatable to, um, you know, how much content they produce? Is there enough content? You know, number one, we don't know what the website is about, but is there something where, you know, viewers can read more about it? And like we keep talking about this, it needs, probably needs a lot more content to start getting more traffic, you know, and we're not talking about backlinks or anything like that, you know, tactically. We're talking about providing genuine, um, genuine like uh, content, 
you know so you know maybe more blogs more videos and different stuff to start getting more organic Mm. rankings when when me and my wife bought a prado we probably read like 45 blog posts three or four you know on a daily basis like video reviews right and that was for a car for our growing family this is one of the biggest milestones one will ever have in their life you can bet your butt that they're researching online and we need to be there for that. So just on that side there that the content is declining, we need to be there for the consideration set. Now, the beauty about this industry, they tend to, and the the persona, they will read more than, you know, like impatient young people, right? Mm. They just want to, you know, see TikTok for everything. They they use TikTok for search. We've spoken about this before. They use TikTok for their search, right? If they're looking for a restaurant, they will use that. Mm. All the demographics don't do that. So they're missing a trick here. So, for example, there should be content around. If we just look at the basic big five from They Ask You Answer, the best retirement living, right? Retirement living versus leasing, renting, buying versus a nursing home versus staying at home with your loved ones, whatever it is, you know, that content that we know this persona is looking for in the decision-making process. Uh, you got versus. You might have problems. Problems would be an amazing one. People don't want to talk about problems, but the thing about problems is people only search for problems content for something when they're interested in something. Mm. I'm not going to search for problems with Toyota Prado if I don't give a shit and I'm, I want to buy like a Lexus, right? Mm. I'm not doing that. So I want to know the problems and I expect they might be, but they're probably not a problem for me. Mm. So problems with what they offer for certain people, problems with other alternatives, that type of stuff. Reviews as well. They should have an, uh, an older person that they actually use to review their own stuff, right? In this video, I'm going to review blah, Good blah. Point. Like we did this for one of our clients, Mornington Green, and they have this uh, beautiful, beautiful location where, you know, people, in, uh, as opposed to being cremated or buried, they can actually have be cremated and infuse their ashes in a tree. Beautiful concept, right? But anyway, we did a video tour where the CEO, Luke, is like, hey, this I'm Luke and welcome to Mornington Green. And, you know, this is the grounds. This is where we have the beekeeping area. This is where we have these beautiful trees. Like, you don't even need to go out there. You can experience it there. Like, every single one of their types of offerings needs to have that video. Mm, 100%. So, just having that content there. And, like, guys, we're just talking table stakes. We're not even talking about listening to the calls which is more important, listening to the people who are actually at the coalface who take the calls and creating content out of that. Mm. So that would be a game changer, just that on its own. And also, like, um, I just want to share, like, I've sold a lot to the older demographic. Um, well, what, do, what do you sell them to? Uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever that has to be sold. Oh, oh, oh products, not yeah, yourself. Products. Okay, okay, I understand, I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, man, oh, it's a Friday <laughs> afternoon. I'm asleep. You'll have to forgive me. All good. And what we do know is like they like a lot of them come from the male um, industry where they've been conditioned to read more. They got more of an attention attention span, and they got time to read, and they like to read. So having more content just fits that demographic so well, and you know it answers a lot of their questions because that's yeah. what they trust the most. Like you know. And hey, look, we're, we're being brief, right? But mm. there's it's great. There's some really good things. Like it is. I love the icons. I love how clean it is. It's got a really nice engine, but like we said before, this could be an Airbnb site, like for older people. We don't know. Mm. So yeah, just, I think tweaks with content will take this to the next level. But before we quickly round it off, cause we are running on to over time, but uh, you got a quick look at the ads, ads as well. Yeah. I had a look at um, some of the ads and just looking at it, you know, from my paid ads uh, perspective is like, I'm looking at it and I don't understand what the offer or the service. So read it out for is. people who are just listening. So, you know, the heading is, hometown australia the ultimate over 50s living 
Browse more than 50 communities across New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia, uniquely designed for over 50s. Design, discover a new way of living a hometown active lifestyle communities across Australia. So it doesn't like really provide the service offer or product. It does brief and touch a little bit about it, but I, I think it can be a little bit more specific. Um, looking at some of the competitors, you can see with this competitor, you know, retire close to everything. Gold side living, valley views. That sounds amazing. That's like, um, yeah. So they've gone a little step further. They've gone a step further and actually spoken about some of the, the value. Yep. Um, they've get, you know, delivered some high value, you know, services, products. Register your interest and discover retirement lifestyle beyond expectations. You know, location overlooking valley and golf course. And there's the price, 1.75 million. So they're pre-qualifying the mm. audience. Finest quality, stunning views. I know what I'm going to buy. Something nice. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you can't afford that, you're not going to click on that and you're not going to spend that advertisers waste their budget. Exactly. And they've got some cool site links as well. Like they got a site link for a location. So location. site links, are, guys, we've got those of you who don't know, they're things you add on top of the ad. So you could have an extension, you could have a location extension. And these guys actually have a one for Chatswood. Is that, is that, is yeah, that a location? Yeah. So a location extension, you might have Chatswood, Miranda, Brisbane, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Second one, like over 50s living, make the sea change. I mean, I know what that means, you know. And then over 50s lifestyle, resort living. It's just like leave the hustle and bustle of city life behind. So it speaks to the viewers. It speaks to the pain points, you know, who wants to live in the city at that, you know, age. So yeah, yeah that wraps it up. A brief um, examination of this website. Yeah, that's amazing. A really fun episode. I, I, anytime I can talk about Mr. Beast and content, it's always a fun day for me. So that was amazing. So guys, definitely check it out. You want to see the examples that we spoke about, the show notes, the links, head over to redpandas.com.au forward slash EP125. Thanks again, guys. And we'll see you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. See ya. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.